everyone. Uh, hello and welcome to our fourth episode of AWS She Builds Tech Skills EMEA show. Uh, my name is Julia Bluszcz and I am a data scientist from ProServe team based in Warsaw, Poland. And I'm super, super excited to welcome you to our June episode. Uh, so, so far, I hope that you are all familiar with, uh, with our formula and what we are all about, but maybe as a quick reminder for the ones who are joining us for the very first time, uh, Shipyard's Tech Skills is a show truly dedicated to help underrepresented communities in tech to get access to diverse hands-on technical trainings ranging from data science, DevOps, solution architecture, and many, many more topics. Uh, so we aim to give these underrepresented communities visibility over the work that they are delivering at AWS and also to promote these technical skills among people who are actively trying to get into the, into the field. And today I am joined by my amazing co-host and fellow data scientist from Berlin, uh, Antonia. Uh, how are you doing today, Antonia? doing great despite the heat wave that I guess is uh, currently <laughs> everywhere. Uh, so yeah, thank you for, for the introduction. Uh, so I'm Antonia, also a data scientist, but based in Berlin with the AWS ML Solutions Lab, uh, and I'll be the co-host for today. Awesome. And as always, we are also joined by Marisha, who is diligently working behind the scenes, moderating our show and responding to all your questions and comments that you might be you might have in the in the chat. So feel free to ping Marisha if you need any help with the show. And also, if you have any questions either to us as host or to our special guest that we have with us today, feel free to post them in the chat and we will make sure that Virginia will answer all your questions. Uh, yeah, and Antonia, maybe you could give us a bit more information on what we are going to discuss today. Sure, I can do that. So yeah, today we're talking about a topic that is a very important topic uh, for a lot of technical roles. It's infrastructure as code. And we will learn what's under the hood and why it's the missing piece of the puzzle. And as always, we have a demo in the end. Uh, and to do so, we are joined today by Virginia. Uh, she's an expert in this field. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, and yeah, Virginia, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about your journey so far at AWS? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy and uh, glad for being here joining the diet, uh, data scientist team. Uh, but uh, I am coming from the solutions architect team. So um, I'm based in Amsterdam and I work with uh, what we call SMB customers. So that stands for uh, small business customers and uh, I practically responsible for all these kind of customers in the southern part of uh, the Netherlands. So uh, I support them or part of my role is to support these customers to create architectures in AWS and uh, recommend all the AWS best practices, how to build the cloud native solutions as well uh, in, in our uh, infrastructure and well, with these kind of customers also it is very common and very important to support them into the how to migrate their existing on-premises workloads to the cloud right and take advantage of all the services that that we have so that's uh, what i do as a solutions architect uh, with these uh, kind of customers and well i have been already in aws for one year so one year and a couple of months so yeah, it has been really, really quick, uh, but I'm so glad for being here. 
Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So you already gave a short sneak peek, I would say, on infrastructure as code, but maybe we start with a quick intro and quick definition of what's infrastructure as code in general. Yeah. 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 I think um, it is very important to start talking about this topic to first uh, understand which are the components to build a solution, right? So usually when we talk about, okay, let's do an, an application, we require the software component, right? Which it is, uh, yeah, all the developers do that job very well, but then we require a piece of a, a resource to host that software component, right? And this is usually the, the hardware component and uh, historically all these on-premises resources like servers, uh, firewalls, uh, load balancers, databases, and uh, all of them are required to deploy a, a proper application. So now with all the pace of innovation in the technology with uh, solutions like the cloud and uh, all the possibilities that we have there, uh, the piece of innovation and the piece of deployment in a software component is not the same that the hardware deployment, right? So because yeah. it is a very kind of sometimes a hard task to start configuring uh, the resources. And uh, even if it is an easy task, it usually can take time. And uh, if it is easy, the human eventually can get boring and just uh, <laughs> make, make a mistake, right? That's also uh, common. So the pace of innovation is not the same. So we cannot really go uh, live with new resources, new application features and so on, if we are not in the same uh, line, right? So uh, basically it is like, the main question is like how to do that, how to improve that pace of innovation uh, between the hardware and the software component. And then it was like, okay, what if we use uh, something similar to what it is used in the software environment, but not for hardware, right? And this is how the concept of infrastructure as code born and basically it is the possibility and the approach to deploy and manage your IT resources, but with a piece of code. That's uh, the, the bottom line and that's why this is now the important and the missing uh, part of the puzzle to really have the software and the hardware component innovating at the same and the same uh, pace. So, yeah. Cool. And uh, if I understand you correctly, like, can we then say that this infrastructure as code concept is something like very specific to, to, to cloud environments, or is it also applicable in some on-prem solutions? That's a, uh, that's a good question. And indeed can be used in both sides. It will depend on, uh, by the way, that's the favorite answer for solutions architect to answer with the, it depends on. Um, so it depends I think to all software engineers. Right, yeah, that, that, that's true. So uh, we are gonna say that uh, a lot during the session. So it depends. You can use infrastructure as code as well to deploy resources uh, on premises. So it depends on your uh, tool that you use. So fortunately, nowadays we have different uh, tools that can be locked vendor for a specific cloud provider or can be open source that usually this can be used on premises and in any cloud provider. So yeah, that's the advantage. Really, we can now build and take advantage of uh, what you already have in your uh, on-premises environment and complement that with, with the cloud. 
-hmm. And I think another advantage is also that you can collaborate a bit easier, right? So in our team, CDK is always for data science. It's like we also discussed it with Julia beforehand. It's a sort of a pain point because it's always, okay, you've built that solution, but now I want to deploy it in a different AWS account. How do I do that? And then you cannot replicate all the steps manually, but you create infrastructure as code, and then you can just take that piece of software and, and deploy it in a, in, a, in a different account. So is that also something that you see as a major uh, use case of CD, uh, infrastructure as code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has uh, many use cases. One of the uh, is as just as you mentioned. The idea is that uh, infrastructure as code approach took as reference the best practices that are uh, done in the software development, right? So all these continuous integration, continuous delivery uh, options that you can do with your application, now you can do as well that with infrastructure as code. So uh, if you do a change in your configuration, uh, control the version of your applications, deploy just what it is uh, changed and all this kind of stuff. So the idea is uh, that now you can even deploy both together, your uh, software and your uh, resources uh, at the same time and have control over that. If you require, for instance, the use case that you mentioned it, uh, or uh, it is very similar to disaster recovery, so mm -hmm. in, in case that you are uh, deploying your resources in one region and this fails, uh, you can re uh, set up your uh, resources in another region uh, very quick, right? So it depends on your strategy, uh, but the, the idea is that you can uh, accelerate this deployment process and use the same uh, best practices that now are used in the software uh, development area. So that's uh, one of the... Uh, best use cases and i would like to mention as well that um, also a very common use case that you might be already familiar with is the uh, aws managed services right so uh, joss if you have been watching this uh, this uh, season i think that it was the first or um, episode that uh, you talk about amplify so this is one of these managed uh, services that just can be really uh, facilitate the deployment of uh, applications. So from the user perspective, it is just some clicks and deploy your application very easily. But under the hood, it is a cloud formation template, right? And this is how uh, AWS is doing. It's providing uh, services as well, but uh, managed services that are very uh, easy to, to be used by end users. But under the hood, this is an uh, infrastructure as code uh, template. And yeah, you, you have a, a just Amplify, you have as well a Elastic Minstalk as well is deployed, Kubernetes, and a lot of the services under the hood use infrastructure as code. So it's a very interesting use case of how you can really take advantage of what we already have in AWS to offer new services. But at the same, is it's the same, right? But it's just... <laughs> Uh, easier for end users, so yeah, yeah. it's custom yeah. obsession kicking in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe one very short comment. Uh, Amplify is this like node code solution for building this infrastructure. And if you're interested uh, in this topic, like the 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 first episode of our show is still available to watch on YouTube. So feel free to to go there and then check this episode out if you uh, if you are interested in what Virginia is talking and you don't like coding too much. So <laughs> this one will be for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> it was a nice episode. <laughs> 
so you mentioned before that you are working mostly with small and medium-sized customers, and like I can imagine that they might not be uh, the more experienced in in this topic of infra infrastructure as code. So I was wondering, do you have maybe some uh, tested ways of like getting started, or maybe some good advice on how to how to get started into this topic? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, again. Uh, it will depend on your preferences. If it is just uh, about what you prefer, there are different options at uh, different tools. Uh, one of the, uh, it is split like in declarative languages and imperative languages. So mm -hmm. some of the most common tools that you can start using is CloudFormation, which it was created by AWS, and this is a declarative language. So basically you, in a piece of code, uh, using JSON or uh, YAML uh, language, you specify which are the desired state of your uh, application. And I always say that declarative languages are very easy because it is like to create a sentence, right? Where you have the subject and the <laughs> verb, and you basically say that I want to deploy this S3 bucket, enter, and something like that. It's not exactly that, but it is uh, easy easy to to that. And um, so if you are or you don't have like many programming uh, experience, you can go with a declarative option, just like a cloud formation, or uh, if you prefer also to learn uh, something that it is more cloud agnostic, you can use Terraform. It is very well known and also used by a lot of customers. And it is declarative as well. It has their own uh, language that it is uh, HLC but it is very similar to what it is in YAML. So it's the same, it's declarative and it is uh, easy to, to learn that language. But on the other side, if you come more from the developer area and you are more familiar with programming languages like Python, Java, uh, TypeScript, then you can uh, take advantage of uh, another tool that uh, we have that is called uh, AWS CDK that this stands for uh, code uh, key development. And uh, basically here you take advantage of, uh, you, you develop AWS resources uh, using infrastructure as code, but with your favorite programming languages. And this is what we are gonna see today in, in the demo. So uh, this is one of these cases where we do kind of inception. So CDK uses under the hood uh, cloud formation, but uh, it's a still, uh, infrastructure as code. And uh, if you are familiar already with uh, any programming language, you can, it's easier to start with, with this tool. But as you, as you prefer any, any preferences, uh, all of them are free. So uh, what you really pay for is for the resources that you deployed in, in the cloud, but uh, you can start with uh, any of them. Awesome. So talking about CDK, do you want to mm -hmm. jump into the demo so that we can yeah. see some hands-on infrastructure yeah, yeah, yeah. code use Let, cases? Let's jump to, to one of these use cases where it is one of the tools, and at the same time, it's an excellent use case of what you can do with, um, uh, with infrastructure as code. So uh, just let's jump uh, to, to the demo. Let me explain you first briefly uh, what we are going to deploy. This is a simple application of what we call uh, following an event-driven pattern. That means that uh, based on an event, we are gonna trigger an action. And uh, the bottom line is that we are gonna deploy these resources that you see here uh, in, the, in the screen with our CDK uh, tool. 
Uh, in this case, uh, my favorite programming language is Python, so I'm going to use uh, the Python environment to, to deploy CDK. Uh, basically, uh, what we are going to do is we are going to upload a picture into our storage component called S3, and this uh, will trigger an event that will be detected by, by our service called Amazon Event Bridge. And uh, once that it is detected, it's uh, gonna launch uh, a Lambda. So this is the action. And this Lambda is a the serverless solution. So it's a piece of code, but without managing the underlying infrastructure. And this Lambda basically makes an API call to our uh, machine learning service called Amazon Recognition uh, to get insights about the picture that we uploaded. Right, so I, I just want to know uh, uh, more information about the picture, and then these insights will be uh, saved in a DynamoDB table. So this, so we even sneak some machine learning. In yeah, it. I was about to yeah. say that. <laughs> well, always, uh, always, uh, we need to add a little bit of machine learning to make it more interesting. <laughs> it's, it's <at> historical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got like, uh, let's use. Um, recognition it's it's easy to to use it so yeah these are the resources that that we are gonna deploy with cdk so let's jump into to the console and by the way i'm using a service called cd9 that it is a idea idea for a, for aws so instead of having my code locally in my computer i just use this service uh, so this can be deployed as well uh, with your Visual Studio locally or so on. Or you can also use one of these services that is doing, again, inception. So CD9 <laughs> is deployed with CloudFormation, by, by the way. So basically, here, uh, let's deploy. Uh, what you are going to see here, as I told you, I'm using um, Python. So basically, uh, we are going to deploy a CDK application. And then we are going to use the CDK command line to interact with that application. So basically, we have a main uh, main uh, piece of code that is, is a class calling another class. So we are going to say that let's uh, instantiate the resources that are in the uh, CDK uh, piece of code. And here you can define uh, your account, the region that you that you require. Of course, you can use environment uh, variables and so on. Not today. So uh, here in this piece of code, you are gonna deploy your resources. So the uh, the main part of the CDK is what we call constructs. So this can be seen similar to what it is uh, libraries in in non normal uh, software development. So these constructs are the basic uh, unit deployment of the CDK, and this encapsulates the cloud component that will be deployed. So these are already created by AWS, so you just need to import them uh, and start using them, and that's the, the huge advantage. However, you can also customize your own uh, constructs and just uh, start using it as well uh, if you need it. So that's the, the main advantage. And uh, before explaining the rest, let's uh, start interacting. So to wait the, the deployment option. So as I told you, we are going to interact with the command line. Uh, so basically, uh, we are going to use the CDK. And then from there, uh, we can just use LS to see if we have 
uh, different stacks and uh, choose one to, to be deployed. We can use a CDK as well, a diff, for instance, if you have already a template de uh, deployed uh, to check the, the differences. So right now we are gonna use, uh, we are gonna deploy our, uh, our stack. Um, basically, I decided that uh, one of the advantages is that you can customize uh, these templates, right? So if I share this code with you, you can deploy it in your accounts. Uh, but we know that, for instance, the S3 buckets are globally and names are unique, so we cannot repeat names, right? How to avoid that? You can create random numbers uh, uh, in, the, in the name, or you can say, like, okay, let you choose the name of the bucket, and then we are going to deploy the, the, the stack with this customization. So for that, uh, I, I would just uh, cut in for a second because um, I see that you're moving already. Uh, and I just wanted to ask one question about those stacks that you mentioned. Uh, so if I understand correctly, stack is a, like a collection of resources that we will be deploying, right? Yes, it's correct. It's correct. It's like uh, you can create, like, for instance, a machine learning stack and deploy all the resources that will be part of the machine learning application. Uh, as part of the stack. You can create another stack that will be networking stack and uh, configure all the networking component there. And then you can, uh, for instance, in networking, if you configure VPC and subnets and so on, you can share uh, this output information into a, another uh, stack, right? So at the end, you mm -hmm. can connect stacks between them but uh, it's also a good practice to isolate them to, to keep control of what you are deploying. Okay, great. And in our case, the whole infrastructure that you showed in the beginning, uh, this will be a part of just one single stack, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just one stack. Yeah, for demo purposes, it's just, uh, just one stack. Yeah, okay, and it, it, is called, it is called CDK uh, IAC stack. So... Cool. Simple uh, like that. Usually, you can just deploy your template with CDK deploy. Uh, in this case, as we are uh, asking for our parameters from my side, uh, we are going to use this command as well. And this is just a, a, a random name. So let me show you quickly uh, in the console so you can check that uh, everything is done properly. So here in the CloudFormation uh, console, well, I have two. Uh, two uh, stacks already deployed that are uh, part of other things. Uh, we can go quickly, for instance, to DynamoDB. Uh, we don't have any, any tables, right? So the idea is that all the resources that I show you in the architecture will be deployed together. So functions, I have three so far, and are uh, even here we can see the, the last modify uh, date, right? So I'm just going to deploy uh, with this command. And uh, under the hood, what CDK uh, does is that uh, it compiles this code, this piece of code, and uh, it, it compiles until uh, it arrives to, to CloudFormation, right? So it translates this piece of code into a CloudFormation uh, template. So here you can see that uh, I get a brief summary into the CloudFormation option of that piece of code. And then uh, I just ask that uh, please be, be deployed. And then we need to, to wait uh, uh, some seconds to, to these resources to, to be deployed. So uh, 
in the interaction with the application, it's easy uh, like that. You can uh, see here your uh, the amount of resources that you are going to deploy and uh, uh, what is the, the progress of, of these resources. And uh, yeah, let's let's wait for for a minute. And I don't know if you have questions uh, so far. Uh, I think that there are no comments so far from the audience, but uh, on the other topic, uh, I have one hardcore CDK fan in my team. Uh, and like th this person is always telling how cool CDK is and how better it is than every other <laughs> infrastructure as code tool out there. And I remember that he was saying that one of the really big advantages is that you don't really have to uh, like very specify all the permissions, like IAM policies in very detail, like uh, that really CDK Ooh. makes your life easier in, in, in this area. Yeah, uh, that, that's a very good, uh, very good point. Uh, we know that this is uh, usually uh, a problem, right? If you forget to configure mm -hmm. the proper role and uh, the, the permissions, you just don't have uh, the, the access to do an API call, even if the rest is, is done properly. And yeah, CDK uh, makes that for you. You still have to configure some uh, some roles, but uh, for instance, to do the the lambda uh, lambda uh, call to to recognition and so on. But for instance, with services like API Gateway, uh, that you usually have to configure all these permissions, uh, CDK does that for for you. So you really don't need to be concerned uh, about that. So it's yeah, it's that that's nice, nice future. Yeah, I absolutely love it because for me, pinning up, like, uh, like pinning down the, the policies that have to be there, it's always <laughs> <laughs> like half time of, of my work. I sometimes I have this feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a nice uh, feature <laughs> indeed. Yeah. So uh, let's see, uh, it is still creating the resources, but we can see in CloudFormation that the stack uh, appears already. Uh, we can see here the time and that it is uh, created in progress. So even yeah, to delete resources and so on, we can go through the command line or you can go to the stack and just delete mm -hmm. it there, right? So it's already created. Uh, even here we can see uh, the, the template of the cloud formation at uh, the time. It took 10 seconds more than the, the last time. And uh, then we can just go to our stack uh, and do what uh, cloud formation uh, does perfectly and for instance go to the resources and here we can get the links uh, to uh, each of the resources that uh, were configured so uh, just to go to the to the bucket this is the name that uh, that we decided and uh, we are directed uh, to the bucket so just let's see how this works uh, you can see it's empty so the bucket was already uh, created there if we just check into the other services if we go to lambda we see that now we have uh, more lambdas that, than before, and you can see that the name uh, implies already that it was created with CDK, and here are some descriptions that uh, we configure uh, in advance. And uh, yeah, so let's let's do a, a try. Let's go as well to DynamoDB. We already have now a table, right? So now let's see if uh, if this works. So let's update a, a picture. So I have already some pictures here. Oh, uh, very good for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, to think that we are there. And 
Okay, so that part is super fast. So it was already uploaded. So let's go to DynamoDB, to the and tables. Now, so now we've uploaded the image and that would be the event that triggers. Yeah, that's the event, the I image see. uploaded, it's the image, event, uh, the event bridge detects that, uh, that API call and mm -hmm. triggers the Lambda. And the Lambda uh, do, uh, does the, the call to recognition. And then the results are saved here in the table. So you can see the name, uh, uh, well, the name of the, the image. And then we can get more details about that image. So we can see that, okay, that image uh, contains nature, uh, it was taken outdoors, right? And as it is a machine learning uh, uh, model, so we know, uh, we see the confidence of, of that information, right? So then we see that it's a C. So <laughs> yeah, it seems it's very, very accurate. So ocean, so a lot, lot of synonyms, but the point <laughs> is that um, uh, that it, with uh, the architecture and with the event-driven pattern and CDK, we could automate the process for the image recognition, right? And it, it was created uh, so fast. So I don't know if you have a, a question before uh, destroying the, the resources, just to show you <laughs> something as well uh, about that. The cleanup yeah. always important. Yeah. yeah. If you have any questions for Virginia, feel free to 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 post them in the in the chat in the comments, and uh, we will pass them to Virginia, uh, yeah. because uh, time flies quite fast when we are going through through CDK and the demo, and uh, it's almost uh, time to finish our show today. So, one last chance to to ask questions to Virginia, uh, and yeah. in the meantime, maybe you have some last piece of advice for, for people who uh, either want to get into the into the field of infrastructure as code or maybe some of your like personal tricks of the trade that you have you have learned on the way? Yeah, well, uh, personally, I was not uh, a lot into these uh, tools, but eventually I found it, uh, that it was really, really useful for uh, deployments and not just with customers. Uh, but also, uh, personally, I started working with uh, infrastructure as code in my master thesis project, and it was a very important piece of my proposal. Uh, not even the cloud uh, resources uh, themselves, but uh, the infrastructure as code component to automate uh, the, the deployment of, of the resources. So at that time, I started with Terraform. It was easily for me because I don't come exactly from the developer area. So, and now I have more customers working with CDK and uh, also uh, it was kind of easy for me as well to, to start uh, with CDK, right? So uh, it's, it's interesting, um, it is very useful and now it's more and more common to, to be used. So just try to, to learn it. I do recommend it uh, and choose the tool that you prefer based on your uh, experience and, and preferences, but do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, uh, yeah, just uh, let me show you quickly how uh, destroy the, the components. Uh, so we closed the session as well, destroying everything. So <laughs> We deployed it uh, so fast and we destroyed them as well uh, quickly. 
So just the, the final conclusion is that uh, we can decide uh, that resources like the pocket or the DynamoDB table uh, that contain data are not deleted. So even if the stack is deleted, these kind of resources are not deleted, so you don't lose your, your data. If you really want to delete everything, you just define a policy to say that uh, these resources will be deleted even if the stack is deleted. So just to keep uh, as well a protection on that because it is very easily to deploy it <laughs> and it can be dangerous as well, right? If uh, someone just has a, a human error mistake and uh, delete something and then we just have the internet down. So that's that's a, just a, a recommendation a, and a fun fact of what can be done. And yeah, and that's all. Hopefully yeah. that you can find it um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Thanks so much for uh, showing all that. Like for me, it's also like always mind blowing that uh, it takes less time to, to deploy everything from, from scratch than, I don't know, uh, clicking around in the console and, uh, yeah, we can, we can easily deploy this in multiple regions and multiple accounts with, with really no, no hassle. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the idea. So, uh, yeah, I think that also if uh, you can check in GitHub as well, a uh, lot of examples are already sure. configured and try it there as well. So yeah, that's also a recommendation. Yeah. And for those who uh, are planning to start their adventure with CDK, uh, there is a CDK workshop available uh, prepared by AWS and maybe, uh, okay, I see that our uh, moderator already posted this in the, in the comments. So feel free to check it out. There are a lot of learning materials available there that you can try out uh, on your own at home. Uh, and I think it's time for some uh, final remarks and some announcements for for the uh, for the future. Uh, first of all, maybe last chance for some self promotions for Virginia because it turns <laughs> out that Virginia uh, is really getting hooked to Twitch and live shows, and this is just the first show of a few that she will be participating in this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you can join as well uh, next Thursday at uh, the same link, uh, 3 p.m. to discuss about uh, networking and content delivery uh, solutions as well. Awesome. <laughs> so feel free to join Virginia if you if you're into networking and if you enjoyed our today's session to get some more wisdom from from our awesome solutions architect. Uh, and a few announcements to, to finish up. Um... Exactly, I can take over. So uh, we have the EMEA summit, the online summit happening tomorrow. So that's a session or a, whole, a full day workshop um, uh, or event uh, from, from AWS where you can really uh, deep, uh, dive deep into your different roles. And then also we have another um, uh, conference uh, online on July 7th, uh, Build on Live. So that's uh, made by builders for builders. And then also this week, we have yet another uh, event that we would like to promote. That's uh, the AWS Tech Conference happening on the 30th of June. Uh, it's organized by the AWS User Group in Ukraine, and it's an incredible lineup of speakers. So we have the CTO of Amazon, Werner Vogels, as a keynote speaker, and a lot of other 
awesome uh, speakers from AWS, but also from uh, other users. So definitely uh, tune in if, if you have time um, on, on Thursday. And last but not least, we have the fifth episode of uh, the She Builds Tech Skills EMEA show. And it's going to happen on July 26th, same uh, Twitch stream. And it's going to be around the topic of chaos engineering. So that's definitely a catchy title. And we hope to see, uh, see you uh, there. And we'll have Sarah from AWS joining uh, and, and uh, yeah, shedding some lights on that uh, topic. And yeah, I hope uh, that you enjoyed the session today. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you, for uh, Virginia, for, for talking about that. And hope to see you uh, soon in the future. Thank you so much, uh, guys. Uh, so glad for being here. Thank you. See you next month. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.